Okay. What's up, everyone? It is I, Zarkon, aka Fifth Rate Duelist, here with Justin Singh and his cat. What's the cat's name? Rosie. Rosie. Okay, this is how I'm gonna get all my views. We show a freaking cat on screen. And okay. he's a pro player. Here's another episode of Becoming a First Rate Duelist podcast. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Don't forget YouTube. Also, check out my Patreon if you want to support me. I post all the lists that I play that I don't want other people to see. And oh. I only public, post, publicly post them if I win with them. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Follow the Patreon, like, comment, subscribe, etc. So, please, Justin, would you like to introduce yourself? Um, hi everyone, I'm Justin Singh. I'm from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Let's say uh, I've been playing Yu-Gi-Oh for about, when I was like a kid, like the show kind of like got me into the game. And then I kind of like played for a bit when I was in Trinidad, which is where I'm from. Caribbean island and then i moved here quick for like a couple years and got back more into the competitive swing like around end of 2015 and i've been playing ever since okay cool uh would you mind summarizing uh any notable tops you have anything you want to brag about all right like uh i got i have a couple of ics tops from 2017 i have a uds top from 2019 and then i got like too many ARG toss, but those are kind of like irrelevant. So what I like to say is just like a one three ARGs and keep it at that. And then I say also I have uh, like seven regional ones, and that's it, I guess. Okay, cool. That's uh, quite a bit. Um, I am impressed indeed. All right. So how this works? Uh, I have questions to ask you and chat. If you guys have any questions at any point, you may drop okay. them in the chat, and we will ask. Um, okay. So, why don't we start off with everyone's favorite question. How long have you been playing Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah, yeah, I kind of like said that in my intro. Um, okay, I got this. Uh, so, competitively, I'd say from 2015 to now, so seven years competitively, and then like on and off from like childhood onwards. Okay. So. Great. Awesome. Um, oh, how'd you do in the last voice? Yes. The uh, freaking. Uh, oh, yeah. Going. Charlotte. Yeah. So I lost the very last round. The Sosa finished day three. I mean, at least I have to play the previous round. That was unfortunate. Oh, and my. if I won, I, I would have been the only fan of Night that tops, but that sucked. So. Oh, that okay. Was... Yeah. What, what made you kind of choose Phantom Night? So, like, I was, like, super comfortable with it. And I've been, like, playing it all the time before. And I thought, like, I prepared, like, enough for prank codes. And I don't even think, like, it was really the deck's fault. It was just, like, I lost the roll. They opened, like, combo game one and three. Like, and then those are just my three losses with the prank kids. And I played seven that YCS. So, like, it's one of those things, like, oh, well, it happened kind of thing. But, yeah. Yeah, I was just, like, super comfortable with it. That's the only reason why I liked it. Okay. That's fair. Um... Are you going to go to any more YCSs? Uh, yeah. I plan on uh, going to Hartford in uh, Connecticut coming up. Okay. So, and you don't I have plan to, to say what you're going to play because most people don't like to do that. But do you know what you're yeah. going to play? 
Uh, actually, no, I don't because uh, uh, so uh, the new set dimension course is coming out. So I, I'm still like messing around with all the new stuff. So I'm still obviously like a little undecided right now because we haven't like fully been able to test everything. So yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. But if I was to go to Mexico this weekend, I would probably play Prank Kids with like a lot of hate for Despia. Okay. That like gives me more of a gauge of where like I'm kind of at. Yeah, I have no shortage of hatred for Despia until Albert gets reprinted. Then I probably will start playing Despia. That's fair, yeah. Chimera is a very good card, though, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. So, like, what's your kind of process for preparing for OICS? Like, you mentioned that you do lots of testing, right? So what does that look like? Uh, so, actually, actual, like, physically me playing games of Yu-Gi-Oh, I do not do a lot of that, like, as I should. And, like, that's where I've been struggling kind of thing. It's because of time, because I have, like, a lot of other stuff to do. But I do a lot of, like, I talk about, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! That's how theory a lot try to come up with ideas and I kind of like give those ideas to other people have them test them, and then get back to me with the results and then like I kind of figure it out from there but uh, on my downtime in between stuff like how I keep up with like very like good technical play I just watch like a lot of games and watch people play and that's how I generally get better because like I'm okay with just like I can learn pretty fast from just watching people play instead of me having to always play which is kind of nice so yeah that's kind of what I do and Learning then through I osmosis. I wish I could do that. Yeah, it's like, and the college kind of like taught me that I had to like learn like that a lot from like uh, just reading textbooks and like videos from my professors and stuff. So I, I'm kind of like kind of used to it, I guess. Oh god, this cat's gonna like bring down everything. <laughs> yeah, it seems like uh, Rosie's got a lot going on. Yeah, she's just like playing with something around. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, sorry. Uh, so for like at the actual ICS, what I would do to like prepare is just make sure like I have a good night's rest. Uh, kind of like talk over card traces with everybody that I just super trust, but don't try to switch my deck. And then just like get a good night's rest, make sure to eat breakfast. So like throughout the day you're fine and drink a lot of water, I guess that helps. Because the main issue I think for like a lot of newer players is the fatigue that comes after like day one, especially at a YCS. So, yeah. Yeah, but. definitely. My first YCS was the uh, Connecticut one. And like, it was so miserable. It was just like, so bad. For like, I think I didn't really know how to play my deck. And then I was like the freaking bounty duelist. So, even though I didn't want to play anymore, I felt like I had to play. And yeah. yeah, it was like being held hostage by Konami. And yeah. by day two, I don't think I even played Yu-Gi-Oh! day two because I was so wiped out from day one. Uh, gotcha. Actually, I think I had a pickup duel with Tom Box, but like I was going to enter the freaking giant card, but I slept through it. Or the 3v3, but I slept through that too, type of a thing. So, I guess, like, one thing I'm wondering if you can help with is, like, I'm planning on going to Connecticut if I can, um, raise the funds to do it. Uh, spoiler alert, guys, I'll do a hot tub stream <laughs> if I raise enough money to, uh, to go to Connecticut, hint, 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 hint. But anyway, uh, but, well, like, what can I do differently so that 
my second YCS is not as miserable of an experience as my first YCS. Um, so definitely make sure you're around friends. And as much as that sounds really weird, like being around friends just makes everything more enjoyable. So playing doesn't feel like a chore. It more just feels like it's an event, you're there to have fun, and also you're there to play, but it, it doesn't make playing like the fundamental thing. And when you have fun and you're playing, you tend to be more relaxed and a little more focused when playing, and you're not going to like get in your head too much, and then it'll be easier to make it through like all the rounds, basically. So that's what I recommend, aside from like the other things I would suggest. And then, this is like something like I always like tell people, if you want to get better, you got to play with people that you think that are better than you, even though like you can hold yourself to high standards or a group of people that are just as good as you. Because there's no point with like testing with people who aren't as good as you because then you're not really going to progress anyway. Okay. Well, I'm pretty bad, so I don't think I have that problem. So low-ranked DB. It's just... I don't think you're too bad. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe like freaking eight months ago, I was like popping, but uh, I'm lost now. I'm freaking trying to flip birds and stuff like that. Um... But, yeah. Okay, that seems pretty good. Yeah, I'll see Elise and Cody and Walter at, yeah. uh... And I guess we're friends now, too. So I'll see you then. Aw, yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. But if anything, I was like, maybe I could just learn speed duels and just farm speed duel tournament stuff. Um... But, yeah, I don't know about that. You you can do... I know people who just, like, go to YCS, like, grind side events, but I think, like, you're more looking for the entire experience of, like, topping a YCS and being, like, super well in the main event, though, so... Yeah. I wouldn't focus on that if I were you. Yeah. But it would suck if I, like, bubbled, and then, like... Because, like, like, I know topping is a big deal, but, like, the pricing sucks unless you get, like, first, second, or third place, right? Like, Walter got, what, top 16, and he got, like, half a box or something like that. And I was I just know, like, you, you freaking did all that work? You played, like, 20 rounds to get half a box? But, yeah. <sighs> that comes back to the whole debate of, like, pricing and, like, what they could do differently. The... Is that like a question, just like an open-ended statement, or? Uh, it's a it's an open-ended statement, which you can say whatever you want. And apparently Konami knows who I am, so maybe they're listening. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, I've, you, there's like so many ways to approach it. Like, obviously Konami doesn't like really want to give out money for the game. I mean, they, they can always like up product pricing, but it's also like, isn't it done through a TO, I think? for events so it's kind of hard to also say that so then the other suggestion comes like where you just don't go out like entry pricing and you just up up the amount of product that you give away in top card just by like a lot more and it's just like better that way that's the only way i can like really think to remedy the situation and the current like constraints that they have yeah uh i don't know man like i guess like like, topping's dope, but, like, I don't know. It just feels like they're, like, taking advantage of people who are obsessed with, like, 
status and accomplishments who are willing to do anything, and then rewarding people who do side events with, like, amazing praising. Like, they had those freaking um, Starlight Sheets or whatever. That was uh, worth, like, $20,000, and I was like, why the hell are they not giving it out for, like, freaking the top eight or something like that? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Well, th- it's because, like, the way they did currently, uh, like, appeals more to the casual community. So that's why they try to give out more stuff just generally to everyone, because if you're good at the game, you're still going to end up with something, is the logic. But I agree with you. If they, like, just swapped everything, they just gave out, like, insane prizing for, like, top 32 and stuff, it, it would be, like, a little better. But they, like... Konami does not put a price tag on like what the market becomes after they give out prizes because let's say for instance like they gave out like sheets like that the value would be like less if there's like more circulation if that makes sense but yeah I don't know it's kind of like a weird like give and go kind of situation yeah I don't know if I freaking just win a few games (laughs) like that'd be enough for me since I like (laughs) couldn't really do that the first time around but it's okay we're we're gonna take a deck that we are comfortable with to the freaking hartford or whatever and we're gonna try we're gonna try again okay now when you started Yu-Gi-Oh! or like when about the time you became competitive were you like naturally good at the game or did you like struggle and grow um, so I was pretty good at understanding the basics, because, like, when I still lived in Trinidad, I played, like, a lot of DN at the time, was it? Do I network? So, like, I still, like... These nuts? Okay, sorry. <laughs> you good. I kind of, like, refined, like, a bit of technical play by that, but I kind of quit after 2012, almost, right? So when I moved here and I got back into the game, I came back in with, like, um... Madolce, so it was around like 2014 ish, but I didn't play competitively. I just like kind of played around with a few guys from college. And then I came in after that Nats of 2015. So, fun fact like the first regional I went to, though, I won it, which was kind of insane. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I went to an indie regional and then like I just played Ritual Beast in the one, so it was kind of cool. Then, like, right after I went to ARG and I took Ritual Beast and I top 16. And it was kind of like a good like beginning, I guess. But like you know, I like I didn't really go to my first YCS till Atlanta, and I did horribly because I played Cosmo. That's when there was like Tier Zero Pepe, and yeah, I did like horribly bad. I remember. So it's okay if like your first YCS is garbage. It's <laughs> kind of like just there for the experience. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, I guess so. I think. Uh... I probably should have just walked away and just like went and built Drytron, but... I feel like it's like, you can just ask the tier or the judge and see what they say. Could just say, hey, I kind of probably just want to play a side event since that is okay if I could just drop. And they'll just probably tell you, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, because the theory was, like, stay in because in later rounds, people don't show up, so you get free packs. Uh, But all of my opponents showed up. And I was just, like, pissed. I was like, I'm supposed to do no work and get rewarded for it. Excuse me, why is this happening? And, um, yeah. 
it was just, uh, I think also I would have been happier if I like pulled something, but out of like 20 packs I won, I didn't get a single good card. I just have all these cards on my desk that like, I don't know, no one's ever gonna need. Hey, I mean, like, it was still cool kind of just being a Bondi duelist at least, right? Yes! Well, okay, let me be honest with you. Okay, so they announced Bounty Duelist. I didn't know what that was. And my first opponent... How do I... What's the nicest way I can say this? Um, we didn't get along. And um, he was telling me I was playing too slow and he was being really demanding. He's like, you need to make a move right now. And I was like, oh, I'm so intimidated. And then, um, he won. And I was like, oh my god, I was pissed. I Like, that guy ruined my YCS. I was so pissed. And then he's like, oh, you have to come with me because you're a bounty duelist. And I had this look like, no freaking way. I was like, I'm salty, but like, I can't verbalize it and I can't be a bad sport publicly. So I'm just like, okay. And this kept happening where I would lose and then I would watch my opponents take the packs that I was supposed to get if I won. And it was just so draining. I was like, I hate this. I hate this so much. Uh, I still <laughs> loved it. I mean, being Bounty Duelist is dope. I know I'm complaining about it a lot. So Konami, please make me Bounty Duelist again. But all I'm saying is I should have just played Dread Drug and then everything would have been fine. <laughs> But, yeah. uh, what can you do? Number one thing I've learned, like, I, from especially playing, like, other card games, is just, even though something might just be, like, the best deck, if you cannot play that deck very well, but you can really play a different deck that you're really comfortable with very well, it's very just the type of deck you're comfortable with. Yeah. I think that would have been the correct thing to do. But if you're, like, aspiring to be a pro player, you should be, like, able to play anything. So that's like the goal at the end of the day, like when you can play every meta deck, so then you can be comfortable playing anything. Yeah. I don't know well, if I'm you... ever gonna get to pro player. <laughs> I'm fifth well, rate duelist. Like. Oh listen, listen. You'll get there. What deck did you play at Charlotte? Actually. I play pranks. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Like basically, what happened before? So it was announced, and then I had, like, two or three weeks to prepare. So I started playing a bunch of different decks um, to try to figure out which one I wanted to play. So I tried Dragons, I tried Dragons of Three, I tried Flunder, I tried Pranks, uh, I tried other crap. And then, uh, in the end, I was like, I don't know what to do. So everyone's like, well, Pranks is pretty easy, so just freaking do that one. And I was like, okay. But, like, I don't have the time to just play Yu-Gi-Oh! as much as I want. Um, and I'm in, like, low-ranked DB. So, like, it's kind of like, I, I don't really, like, I just, to get better, I need to play more games. And, like, I just can't do that. Uh, and so, it was kind of a last-minute thing where it's like, ah, pranks, I'm sure I could figure it out. Um, but I wasn't quite ready. Cause like, yeah, the, the main combo's easy, but like, what about turn two and three, you know? Like, there's no freaking <laughs> yeah. blueprint for that. And, um, yeah. 
you know, yeah. And so I think probably that was like, you know, not the right choice. I should have just picked something I was comfortable with. All right, yeah. So, like, I've had that issue with when I was first starting out because, like, obviously I was, like, in the same boat. Like, I would just only be comfortable with, like, one or two decks. Don't really have much time to play because of school. And then, like, I get to the event. People tell me to play this deck. And I'm like, well, I kind of not, like, super comfortable with it. And, like, that's how I used to play, like, a lot of, like, off-meta decks for a while. I just enjoyed, like, random weird decks, too. So, uh-huh. yeah, I kind of get it. But that I've always, like got to the point where i've like realized just play what you're comfortable with and that's what will be fine yeah yeah i don't know like topping would be dope but like i don't need to top it's like that would just like get me more followers because when i got second at that freaking new york tournament the gamer's choice one i gained like 500 followers like in a day it was just like everyone was talking about me. It was great for my numbers, and then I did okay with Dragon. I just farmed various locals and cash journeys, um, but then Dragon got hit, and then I was like, "What am I gonna do?" Um, and then now it's like, on one hand, there's like a pressure, like, "Oh, if I talk." then I'm going to get more followers and I'll become Twitch partner and stuff like that. But like, on the other hand, I can't handle that level of pressure. I can't think about topping like when I'm in a tournament because I'll just lose my mind. So, well, at the end of the day, it's like, what do you want to do with the game? Are you just like, I didn't they just want to be a streamer content creator or do you just enjoy playing or like, do you want to become a pro player? It's like, what, what is your goal at the end of the day? Um, I really like beating people who are better than me. That brings okay. me a lot of joy. Speaking of which, so you want to duel after this? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'll have time because this is like my finals week and tomorrow's like my last day to like turn in projects. So I was like, I can like squeeze in like the podcast and like maybe okay. look over like a funded list with you. But I don't think I'll have time to like do games. Sorry. Okay. Maybe another night though. Because I'm like super free, like past this weekend like next week i'm like gonna like stuff because like i'll be done with school so yeah <laughs> okay okay yeah. i can dig it that's okay we'll yeah, play so... uh when you're free yeah day. so like next week for sure i have like more time but um oh. but yeah so, but no it sounds like you just want to win so that's good that you have the competitive drive so then now you should always tell yourself like you want to win a ycs at the end of the day i know you like always feel like okay you don't know if you can you don't know if you're good enough whatever right but like that should be the goal because then if you top it'll feel like an accomplishment but you still want more you should never just focus on just topping or like even just doing well because you're probably like okay i want to have a winning record going to day two that shouldn't just be your goal you should like aim for like the highest possible point because then like every ycs you'd want to do better and better i guess i want to win worlds (laughs) that's my new high point i'm gonna take all you bitches down I'm gonna be the best. You all suck compared to me. Like that? Is that what you're talking well, about? <laughs> everything was good until like the egotistical point, I guess. I'm just like talking about like having like a competitive drive is good, especially in a competitive game. <laughs> so, yeah. That's not, that's what I was asking, like at the end of the day, if you're just say like just like casually have fun and content create and just like, you know, just chill at like 
stuff like vlog stuff and it's, it's kind of cool just hanging out with people it's nice and just playing the event because you're playing the event is also fine but you sound like you want to win so yeah oh yeah, i you love gotta have that. winning yeah, you gotta have that <laughs> everybody likes winning i think <laughs> yeah but yeah just have that goal i think it's like good mentality to have yeah plus like i have good luck like i sneak into top cuts and then i beat people because i just have because they brick and i don't it's amazing i mean <laughs> hey a lot of people get lucky and that that you, it does take luck to like the noisius i'm gonna say that it takes luck also the top too but that's like it's more skill is always reliant though but it does take a little luck okay all right next question okay um oh these are uh i'm looking at the wrong questions right now okay i'll just ask you this one what's okay. the best advice you have ever received that i've ever received in terms of in life or in Yu-Gi-Oh? Like, uh, let's say both because I'm also having a bad day, so I think some life advice would be good too. Alright, let's start with Yuga because it's less deep, I guess. Um, oh, yes, it was from Cody Angelov specifically in 2019, <sighs> laughing at my face, saying, Why would you I why would you ever be an idiot and play Salomon Grape for an event like a YCS? And then he was like, just get a prize card, play Danger Thunder. And yeah, that deck was just better. So I was saying, you get that's like the best advice I've ever gotten. <laughs> um, let's see, best life advice, I guess. It's just, uh, if you ever have burnout, it's always good to take a break. Because if you're doing something that you enjoy, but you're doing more as a pressure and a burden to yourself and you burn out, it's just gonna make you hate it in the end. So always taking a break when you get to the point, even before burnout, it's always healthy. Cause it, it, it makes it like less reliant where you like focus on just make doing well, but you just end up just enjoying it. I like this. That's also good Yu-Gi-Oh advice. Yeah, like Thanks. actually I've applied that in Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, for like when COVID came, like I didn't really play like a lot of remote events for a bit, and I just like kind of played a lot more Hearthstone, like because. But I I still like kept in the meta league. Like I play like on online locals like occasionally. Like I need the meta and stuff. But it was like I took like a good step back, and it was it was very like healthy because I was like just not enjoying the game because I just felt like I was just playing just to play because I had to. And then I got to far I was like okay, I enjoy it again because I took like a nice good break from it. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel it because like I continued to play pranks when I didn't want to because I felt like no, this is part of my growth. I need to learn how to play a different deck, and it's it just is. like I don't know. I didn't want to play it, and I did a regional and I scrubbed out, and I was just like, I can't do this. And then Cody, speaking of Cody, gave me permission <laughs> to put down <laughs> pranks. And mm -hmm. either do Drytron or Flinder. Right. And, and yeah. That's like, I trust me, when I talked to at least when the YCS got announced, I was like, okay, are we going to spend these next three weeks like stressing and like trying to 
create something that's good because like we already had brave cards at the point and then she's like honestly we're just gonna end up playing what we're comfortable with so me and her just because we usually play like the same decks for events but we just play like, a completely different decks and i was just like really comfortable with phantom knight and yeah like it was it was one of those things where it's like I think I built my deck correctly. I just got like unlucky against the three Frankie players. He just opened like Exodia game one and game three. <laughs> like each time, like, it, it it happens, I guess. But yeah. you know, like I personally, I think the deck that won the Isis was not the best deck. That's personally where I I'm on that. I think the base deck that like Jesse, Cody, and uh, Christian play was better because Snow is just so unfair. Because, like, right after the Oasis, I started playing that deck for, like, a month or two, and I really, really liked it, so. Okay. Like, I would say a few weeks, I guess, because, like, sure. I was like, like it's been a month? Reason. Oh, my God. I was like, it hasn't really been a month, has it? Yeah. So, a few weeks ago. Like, I've just been playing base when I can, but now I'm kind of at the point where, like, I hate base, so I'm just kind of, like, playing, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, Ironically enough, like at locals last night, I played Phantom Knight, <laughs> <laughs> and I lost to Flunder so bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thoughts on but, Flunder? Um, I think it'll be really good once uh, we get a hit to the van list. Like, just some like form of like hit to consistency of like other decks. I think Flunder will be like very strong, like tier one. I just think it's right below like all the other brave decks because and Despia because they're just slightly better. But okay. no, I think it's like I think it's a good deck personally. Okay. I do you think I should play Flunder or Drytrum for the well, regional that's on Saturday? It's a okay, so I think Flunder would be a deck that you're more likely to top with if you're equally comfortable with playing both decks. As long as you, like, prepare for a card like Zombie World, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, I'm gonna freaking stick some Cosmics and Twins and uh, this yeah. card. This freaking Thresh. I mean, assuming they don't kill me. Oh, yeah, fair. It's like, yeah. That's that's why I, I would never, like, personally play fun. I feel like everybody's caught on to Zombie World, and both Despia and, like, any, like, base that can do to you, it, it kind of just hurts. And then, like, if they're not playing base or dust feed, they're playing a deck that scythes. And if they scythe, they can land you, which is just as bad. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. But if you're just playing to have fun, you want to play Drytron because it'd be kind of cool, right? If you think about it, if you top a Drytron because a Drytron hasn't really done anything, and then like you kind of like have this tag, like, oh, I did like super well a Drytron, or you can play like a thirty-eight skeleton flunder deck, like everybody else is playing. Thirty-eight mm. skeleton. I don't know, like, you got, like, two flex cards in Flinder, basically, at this point in the main deck that you can play. So I'm saying, like, 38 cards are, like, kind of, like, solved for the deck already. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's a 38, like, card skeleton template deck already, so. It, I'm saying, like, if you top with it, the list is not going to be, like, wow, she played that card, unless you do, like, something super spicy. Oh, but, yeah. I don't know. I would just say person play with you like, and what do you want to play? Man. The only thing is that I would rather play Drytron, but I do not have the time to, like, test and figure out how to break the boards. Because I gotta uh, learn Despia, I gotta figure out, like, what's their board, and then I have to figure out how to break it. Um, and, like, the other cards. I just, like, right. don't have the, like, literal time to do that. 
Um, do you have time to like watch stuff while you do something? Like watch videos? Uh, not, I, I could watch videos tomorrow evening. Yeah, so like for me, it's like because I did like a lot of computer work and stuff. I would like throw up some games like on the TV and like do stuff and like occasionally look at the game and stuff. Or like I'm on my phone, I'm doing something, I could just put a video for that while I'm doing something else. And then it's kind of nice. That's how you can like just learn Despia like super quickly, just watching the videos. Because you'll see them play Despia and you'll see where the choke points are better. That's oh. how you kind of like learn to, to learn to beat a deck is like you gotta know how to play it. Because then you'll know the choke points. If that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Wait, did you tell me which one I should play? Because you told you talked about both. I okay, so I said, I personally think if I were to go and I wanted to just have fun, I would play for sure Drytron. If I wanted to go and I wanted to have an easier way to top, I would play Flunder. Okay. If you just feel like super uncomfortable with Drytron right now, though, definitely Flunder, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, this regional, it's just me, like, practicing at this point and trying to learn the other decks. Like, I mean, I also really don't want to go, but I feel like I'm obligated to go. I just don't want to wake up at 5.30 a.m. to, like, Listen, drive two sorry. hours. <laughs> sorry. You're not obligated to do anything you don't want to do. I'll tell you this right now. If you really just don't want to go to the regionals, just don't go. And you can be like playing a local instead, even remote to and just stream. Do what makes you happy when playing this game. And that's going to be my number one advice, like no matter what. Just don't force yourself to go to the regional if you don't want to go. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm also like sad because the people I hang out with at UEO events are like not going. Like Walter's in Mexico and Luis. My local's friend is at a wedding, and I'm like, who am I going to hang out with? Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, then you're just going to play. So then you play Flunder and you top, or you just chill and don't go. See? There you go. Yeah. I'll see what's up. We can remote play Uno if you don't want to go. Ah, we'll see what's up. Okay. Um... I'm wondering, like, what is one engine or archetype that you want to see competitive either through changes on the meta or new support? Oh, what deck I personally want to get more support, basically? Yeah. Um, I, so, okay. So my favorite deck of all time is, like, Wind Up from 2012, like, Shock Lock, but... I don't think that deck will ever like have like a competitive like reemergence in the meta, so I want to give it to a deck that I feel like giving them like a really good card make them reappear in the meta. So like for instance, we got in Zector's like this broken spell card, right? But like they're not doing anything. Uh -huh. So I'd give it to like an archetype like I really like playing a lot in the past. I feel like Zoo's been fresh out already because we already got Zeus because I really really like Zoo. So I'd say Orcus for sure. I'd give Orcus like a good like either Link One. Or something that can like facilitate like what hardcore used to do for the deck and be like a good bridge. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I lost to Eldritch Orcus at the last regional. 
and I never felt so ashamed. I was like, this would never happen if I played a different thing. Okay. Um, chamber, parlor, or kitchen? <laughs> you got me there. Okay. Uh, mm, I guess chamber. Yeah, chamber. That's fair. A man of taste. Personally, I'm into parlor. I have a parlor yeah. field. Parlor is second, but I don't, I've never like analyzed them like. Much dragon made though. Like, I like Chamber the most because her effects the most relevant in Dragon Book. And and chat, this has nothing to do with looks at all. Or, yeah, we're totally going off of effects. So. Definitely not objectify at all. We're just picking the best dragon made based on personality and effect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. If you could bring back randomly one band card, like they did with Snatch Teal, what okay. would it be and why? Um, okay. So I'll give you like two answers. So obviously I just want like Cardboard back because like I like Orcus. So that's kind of like a, I feel like a throwaway like um, current card. So if I say a band card, I don't want to bring back that was like an old card. For sure, I want to be Change of Heart. Okay. Um. I love cards that are really strong going second breaking words. Super poly is an exception because I don't like that you can't like respond to it. So I think cards you can't respond to are kind of just very unhealthy. But I loved when like mind control is a three and pancreatops is a three. So it would just definitely just be change of heart because I I just think it's just way more powerful than Snatch Steel and I'm okay with that. So but Snatch Steel also coming back is fine for me. Anything that's like an aggressive like on the board, like take a monsters thing to like swing advantage going second. I would want that, yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know if this is true, but I, I don't feel like there's enough like going second cards like that help you break boards. Like sometimes it feels like if you don't have hand traps and someone sets up their board, you're just gonna lose. Like there's no card that you can draw to break it. But I don't know. So, like. I've had this, like, conversation with people before. I say if there's ever, like, a very powerful lingering effect in the meta, board-breaking cards aren't going to be good. So, like, Scythe being in the meta, like, makes board-breaking cards kind of weird, right? Because yeah. if you notice, we drifted away from Scythe the more prank kids became meta. So we all shifted, like, a ton of hand traps. But now that Despia became meta, they're only playing board-breaking cards. Scythe looks appealing again. So it becomes this, like, weird cycle of, like, uh -huh. hand traps and stuff, but... Yeah, I agree. I think I don't think there's like powerful enough breaking board cards. I think Mind Control is a very nice card, and I think it should come back to three. Like I said, just I was like, oh, just imagine like your opponent just uses like Mary Jade at their interface, and you just go, okay, my turn, Mind Control, take Mary Jade, and then you start like using stuff with the and stuff. Oh, it just yeah. seems so like more technical cards like that, but I don't know. But I agree. I just think like the blanket ones they have now, I don't personally like. For instance, I don't like, like, evenly matched. Or, like... And Chalice is just too weak, in my opinion, compared to a card like Mind Control or something. Yeah. So, yeah. I I, I agree with you on, like, the board breaker thing. Yeah. I Because, like, that's the thing with Draytron is it doesn't play hand traps. And so I feel like... Like, at least we have Droplets, which is, like, free. Um... 
But like, I feel like I don't really have many cards for going second that can deal with boards because they don't exist. Like, you know, like mm. Lightning Storm, like, everyone yeah. summons in defense anyway. It's like, why do people think that's a good card? Well, I, sorry. I don't know if you're asking or if you're just like open endedly saying it again. No, I'm asking. I don't know. Uh, well, I don't know. A lot of people play. A lot of people either play cosmic or storm because cosmic is more aggressive when you go first because it trades like faithful and stuff, mm-hmm. and going second if I outside and stuff. But storm is just a blanket card because they mainly play for like heavy trap decks. It's like okay, if your opponent opens heavenly, like whatever, or judgment, like whatever. But storm is just so much more like high impact of blowing everything else, and it's really good against blunder too because yeah. you can blow up both like Empin and the uh, the statue, or you can just blow out their trap and the. Uh, the field spell, but yeah. I, it's, it's it's like, do you rather play Twin Cosmic or Storm, honestly? But they all have their pros and cons. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, what do you think of Dark Ruler No More right now? Um, I only like it in one deck. I only like it in Flunder, actually. Because I don't like it in any deck that cares about Scythe, because it's kind of bad. Unless, like, they're not playing good ways to react it. Because 99% of the time, nobody's going to shotgun Scythe against you. So if you dark color them, they can get punished. But if, like, this is why I liked Phantom Knight, because it could have played around it. Because you could, like, just go, like, Fog Blade Chain to the Dark Lumen Chain your DP and still Scythe them. Yeah. But in Thunder, you just never care about getting Scythe. So, like, Dark Blue is always a good trade. Because you, you don't play a lot of hand traps usually. And you trade with, like, Griffin and probably, like, two other cards. But yeah, but if a meta like and against Despi, it's like awkward, right? Because all they're gonna have on field is like Mirror Jade, and then if you like Dark Ruler there, they can just be like okay, because either use Mirror Jade or their end phase, or they just like totally let it go. Then if they brand it in red, they just add a little bit of it away, and it comes back, and they just use the effect then. So Dark Ruler basically did nothing. Yeah. So yeah, that's. Do you see, like, where it kind of stand on it now? Like, it's like, only like it in one deck because of, like, they don't really care about it a lot. Yeah. Um, someone's asking in chat, like, do you think Madolce can still be a rogue contender? I mean, it's a rogue deck, but it's, it's, it, it's always just, like, a good stuff deck. The problem is, like, you really need petting sauce to resolve to, like, make a good turn one or turn two play. But I, I just think it's like uh it's like a good like fun deck. Like if I was going to like a casual locals and I wanted to play it, like yeah, I would definitely play it. I think it's good to like have fun. It's just like Brave Engine's like really powerful right now, so it kind of limits a lot of deck building because it's splashable and everything. Except like or and like even Despy plays it too, but and then every other deck's like playing DPE unless you're playing like Despy that doesn't play DPE. So yeah. Wait, I thought Despia does play DPE. Uh, a lot of lists don't, because it's either they play like Brave or Pure. And then if they play the Fusion Destiny, it's a like very like, low amount of Doom. Because most of them are focusing on like, more on the Firefur package, because it gives them like infinitely more pluses instead. So like oh. make mass raids. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And I guess Branded Fusion is like the Like you already have the Albaz Bricks. Bricks. I don't mm-hmm. know if they're bricks, but... Uh, yeah, they, they kind of are. You just 
don't really want to open alpha as yeah um, but yeah it's like yeah that's like the only real bricks unless you play the brave cards and i guess technically griffin and faithful draco Wacker bricks too but yeah it like i would rather like play those cards and then have it like in the gate so my ash my brand diffusion doesn't get ash so it's like yeah oh okay um i have a lot of people who follow me who are more on the casual side um, yeah. And they follow me because I kind of went from casual to attempting to be competitive. Do you have any suggestions for anyone who wants to become more competitive at the game? Yeah, definitely. Um, so it depends. Like, if if you're talking about like picking up, because it, it it's a two step process. Obviously, if I see me casually, you have like one or two you get decks. You don't spend a lot of money in the game. So what I would definitely recommend right now is like, I would pick up a deck that I think is really good, but really cheap. But I would try to amass staples as much as I can. For instance, like I want to just like ashes, welds, ogres, bailers, stuff like that, right? Droplets can be like your minimal priority, so it can cross up. But you just want to have like good base set of staples. Now, every time you invest in like when new sets come out, all you really need to pick up then is deck cores. And right now, what you're gonna need is to have a good enough deck that can get you cards. So. The best deck I would tell anyone to play right now if they're coming trying to make a competitive deck and they're coming from the casual side, I think is Branded Tri Brigade. Because it's actually a pretty strong deck. Pretty cheap to build, because you only need really a structure deck and the tri cards have been in full, uh, out for what, like almost two years now, and also like they got reprinted. And just like a set of staples, which you should already have. And then you can start like go to a regional with the you know, like do pretty well with it. It's a pretty like powerful deck. Also then you don't have to invest in like brave cards. Or a Lubers, yeah, and then you can just wait to see what the ban list does to those cards because you don't play those cards, which is kind of nice. So okay. that's like kind of like my advice for right now. I would tell anyone who's trying to go from like casual to competitive. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, I picked up some structured decks because um, yeah. my drug dealer was selling them for cheap. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, to clarify, sorry, my drug dealer, I mean my Yu-Gi-Oh drug dealer, he doesn't oh, actually you... sell yeah, yeah, drugs. Yeah. It, it feeds your addiction of Yu-Gi-Oh, I get it, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> There's the way yeah. <laughs> No. I, I saw him at a YCS, and I was so shocked to see him, and I was like, oh my god, guys, it's my drug dealer! And then this oh. girl was like, you can't say things like that, and I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. No, you're good. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. Did I interrupt you? Were you going to say something? Should I get a cat? That's what I need to know. So, like, I have an empty hole in my heart. Um, oh. That I'm trying to fill. And I feel like I lack meaning in my life. Guys, this is totally related to Yu-Gi-Oh, okay? I tried I to fill a ask. hole in my heart with Yu-Gi-Oh, and that didn't work. So I'm like, I lack meaning in my life. Why don't I just get a cat? The cat will give me meaning. And I can mm. cuddle with it. It can sleep with me. What do you guys think? Should I get a cat? Well, I'm going to say Rosie is a little shithead, but like I love her. And when you're having like a really bad day, a cat does cheer you off. So. 
I, if you love animals, like it's always gonna be like a good way, especially like let's say you get up early, you gotta do something, go to work, you come back, it's a really crappy day. Like just having an animal play with them for like you know, like half an hour, twenty minutes while you do something else is like really good, so I'd recommend it. Okay, man. I wish I could just like borrow a cat for like a week. <laughs> so you can know if you want a cat. Because uh, I want to like get the cat and like buy a bunch of stuff and then like not want the cat. But like, <laughs> I like cats. But like, what if my cat's an asshole? And it's like, oh no, I have an asshole of a cat. What am I going to freaking do? You get another cat. And then that cat will be less of an asshole because he'll have a friend. Or she'll have a friend. Oh, fair enough. Feel the one with spiciest tops? Ah, no! That's my problem. Like, losing upsets me. Like, I don't like losing. It makes me, like, sad. And, like, if I lose in, like, a lame way, then it makes me angry. And if I deal with an asshole opponent, then I get pissed. And if that asshole opponent beats me, then anger everywhere. Very angry Zara. It is not good to see. <laughs> I don't know. You want to be my Yu-Gi-Oh therapist? What do I do to control these feelings? <laughs> <laughs> so controlling your feelings of being pissed at people? Well, I, I, I have been in the shoes where I've been like super pissed at my opponents before. But I turn into like the snarkiest, snobbiest, smartass. And I turn into, like, a very, like, malicious shark at Yu-Gi-Oh. If they, if they were, like, a dick at me. Never, like, they have to be, like, a dick at me or, like, attempt to shark me for me to, like, do shark and, like, shark them back. And then, but if they're, like, a dick and a shark, then they get, like, really bad. But to control those feelings, I guess, just, like, I guess try to keep the duel always lighthearted. But to the point where they know that they're still, like, playing a competitive game and not letting them, like, take back stuff if they made, like, a clear misstep. For instance, I, uh, I had this happen with one of my opponents at OICS. He was, like, a super nice guy with super, like, fun conversation. Uh, I, he was, like, a pretty good player from what I can tell. And, like, he had a Herald on field. And he, uh, he like, did something with it, linked it off with something, and he only triggered one effect at a time and added a card. And then after he added the card, he tried to trigger Harold. And I was like, oh, you can't, because you have to declare in the same chain with the other card. And it, like, cost him, because you really need the the souls as the extender. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think I would have still won, because, like, I had a hand trap. Because we talked about it after, later on. But, yeah, he was, like, a super nice guy, but it's like, yeah, like, yeah, we never got into a dispute about it or anything. It's like, I would just say, just try to keep it as lighthearted as possible with your opponents and try not to get into disputes. If they're a dick to you, then call, like, a judge if you don't want to get it saying, Listen, just to be like, listen, I'm doing everything to the best of my ability. If it's really that much of a problem, should I, like, can we try to be cordial? And if they're still being a dick, then I'll just call it judge at that point. Oh, I like that. That's a nice way to say it. Because, like, you can be like, hey, like, or because usually, like, I don't know, nobody, like, ever just, like, initially just starts being, like, a dick to someone just for being that person. They're just usually, or just, like, scummy at Yu-Gi-Oh kind of thing. So you can just be like, look, I'm doing everything right, but can we keep this deal cordial? I, I have not done anything wrong or illegal. And then if they're still harassing you, then just call a judge. Because I knew you wouldn't want to escalate to the point of confrontation, right? Yeah. 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 So. yeah. I don't know. Some people just, just piss me off. Like, 
not I'm getting pissed off because of them, as in they're actively trying to piss me off. Oh, my cat. See, this cat is calming me down. This is a calico cat. This is yeah, cute. but it's not a problem. Like at local. Okay, so for example, I was at locals and I was dueling one guy. Hello, kitty cat. And he asked if he could take something back. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. Because I was like, whatever, it's locals. And then mm -hmm. I meant to add the medionis before making Fafnir. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'd like overlay and then I was like, oh, wait a second. Can I take that back? And he said no. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I 2 would him. Because I was just like, <laughs> that's what you freaking get. Like, you, you're so lame. Like, if you do that, that stuff. And it's like, I'm not trying to play slow. Like, if I'm learning a new deck, I'm probably slow. And I'm very sorry for that. But, like, I don't know. I think people don't have to, like, be super demanding. Mm. Or, like, tell me that... I have to make a play now. It's like, I don't think you can tell me that. But I don't know. It was my first YCS. I was very nervous. And, um, what can you do? That's just. So, what I've always said is like, don't generalize like everybody in the community is being that way. There are just some people who are just like that. And there's some people who are just not like that. And, yeah, there are people that. A lot of people who are popular in the community just don't like because they're dicks. And it sucks, but that's just people being shitty people. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you went down. I got you. Goodbye, kitty cat. Yeah, there was only one time where uh, I had to tell Konami like what happened. Because it was uh, uh, it was uh, it was unethical. It was, uh, like, the things you were saying were, like, things that no one should say out loud publicly to a female. And, uh, um, I don't know what happened about that, but I don't talk about it because I'm very scared of that guy. I think he's going to beat me up. And so, yeah. I definitely wouldn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this guy scares me. But it's okay. We're at, like, freaking 50 minutes. I don't think anyone's listening, so it's all good. Uh, Okay. Let's see. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll ask one or two more questions. How do you overcome your nerves and avoid misplays? Uh, so I'll say everybody will always misplay no matter how good they are at the game because you're human and that's just normal. Uh, so... How do I get better at just like not making misplays in general? I would say is I, I always will reflect on every game that I've played, and see if I could have done something differently, regardless if I won. So, that's one approach always never to take. If somebody ever like criticizes your gameplay and says like, oh well, you could have done this, this, and this, and then like you guys start talking about it, and if your response is that, well, I still won, it's a very bad way of approaching it because you'll never improve even like in games that you're winning because you're never going to get refine your technical play and get better. So that's from misplays in general. In terms of nerves, like I've just never really gotten nervous playing anyone when I play Yu-Gi-Oh because I just like just view everybody like kind of like the same to just my opponents. And this is like kind of bad. I always assume my opponents are going to always make the correct play. 
So, like, it's bad to assume that. But sometimes you have to, like, play as if your opponent is going to miss Blades to still try to win. But, yeah, it's like, I shouldn't just always think, like, my opponent's always going to make, like, the correct play. But you, in your mind, you should, I guess, if that makes sense. But, yeah. I don't ever get, like, really nervous. So, to overcome nerves, like, what's making you nervous? Is it because you misplayed or, like... Uh... I just inherently get nervous. Um, like I shake. I mean, I always shake. It's like a condition, but it gets uh, it gets a lot worse when I play. Um, yeah. And I get very nervous. Like, oh, I'm playing too slow. Um, I get nervous because I'll kind of like zone out sometimes, and so I'll realize I'll say okay, and then realize like oh. Actually, I could have done this, but it's too late. Um, mm -hmm. I get nervous that my opponent's going to be an asshole to me. Um, I get nervous that, like, I'm going to do something wrong and, like, get in trouble for it. Like, do something illegal and then, like, get a penalty or however that works. Um, and then I'm worried about, like, going to time. Okay. So... You have a lot of things that you're overthinking, it sounds like, and you can't focus at all. So, yeah. yeah. So the best way to always overcome that, I think, is just having a lighthearted conversation. Because then you'll be focusing on the most irrelevant things, that the most things that stress you out aren't going to be at the foremost of your mind, because they're not actually in the game themselves. So, also, if you make a misplay, catch it in your mind, like, right after... Do not panic, just play. keep playing the game and just try to recover from that spot. Because if you dwell on that mistake, it's just, you're just going to make more mistakes in the end. So yeah. that's one thing. But yeah, I would just say, like, you, you got to just have fun and just keep it as lighthearted as possible is the best way to, like, not overthink those things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, playing at Locals is dope. Because, like, I know the people, and we have fun. Um, and we, like, tease each other, too. Um, yeah. Type of a thing. And it's, like, if, if someone, like, makes, like, a cool play, or it's, like, I top deck, like, the right card I needed to win, like, we'll, we'll have a lot of fun with that um, mm -hmm. type of a thing. Uh, but, yeah. At regionals and YCS, it feels like the stakes are higher. So, like, that stresses me out. Interesting. Well, yeah. It's like, I guess then just try to view it as just people who are playing locally and just take it one round at a time. Regionals are the best transition to YCSs because they're like pretty lengthy too. So mm -hmm. just playing regionals because it's like you're already going to get used to playing longer rounds, I guess. And then I guess when you play the YCS, just view it as just like a regional in your brain because then you're not going to overthink it. But don't be like, let your such a way. Thank you. Alright, last question. What makes the difference between a good player and a great player? Okay. I've actually, like, yeah, I've talked about this before. So, surrounding yourself with people that are equally as good as you or better that you test with will make you great. Um, knowing that when you misplay, even in a winning position, and they tell you, 
you reflect upon that and realize the misplay you made, or even like your biggest misplay could be bringing the wrong deck to the event, asking yourself why I brought this deck and stuff. Reflecting on that is like is how you become better. Um, uh, just watching people play at high technical levels, that's how you always become better too. Because like you will find out interactions that you never knew about, and you're like, wow, that's like super cool and stuff, and, like you didn't know about it before. And then you learn from that, which is kind of nice. A lot of time, that's why I recommend watching like a lot. Even like when you have free time on DV, like your time will not be well spent if you say you're low rated do. But like just spectating like high rated games will just help you out like infinitely better. And if you just want to see the hands, you just like look at the replay, and then you'll be able to just like look at everything like analyze it better. And you'll be like, oh, why did he do this? And then you'll like kind of figure it out and it'll be like better. So I definitely like look recommend all of those things and yeah that's that's the main advice i think for that okay thank you that was really helpful no problem okay um is there anything else you want to add or any questions you have for me yes do you guys still play among us uh i have not played among us since I yelled at my Discord when they voted me <laughs> as the imposter when <laughs> I witnessed someone else kill someone. Yeah, I don't know. i just been, like, kind of wanting to play it a bit, so... <laughs> I mean, I'd be down to play like, if you like, down. Yeah. No, I'll probably be sometime, like, as I said, like, after this week. Yeah, that might be kind of nice to play a game that's not Yu-Gi-Oh, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's like I'm telling you, it'll actually make your streaming experience like a lot better too, because you 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 won't be having burnout. That's like what you need to avoid. Because I got it when I first started like streaming, even with YouTube, I kind of have it, so it's like really hard for me to keep like posting videos and stuff. And like I haven't streamed in like over a year because of that burnout. Uh-huh. But yeah, definitely, definitely just take a day and play like a different game or do something else or so it'll be it'll be better okay sweet all right chat can we get some emails for justin please thanking him for his time also do you have any shout outs or anything you want to plug how uh, do people reach you if we need to find you okay well i have a twitter youtube i guess twitch and Facebook group, I guess I could link to you. But they're pretty much just Run Penguin Nation. Even like the Twitter is like at Run Penguin Nation. My Twitter, I mainly use it for Hearthstone, but I have like a lot of eager people have slowly been adding on it. So like I'll try to do like a mix of the two then. Uh, yeah, like kind of like shout out to Team Affidian, like me and Elisa around. Definitely check out their accessories, especially their mats and stuff. And shout out to my locals, like all around me. Plus one gaming, I guess, because that's where like I mainly play at. Although, like, I don't know if like I should have said that or like I don't know. <laughs> I like plus one. Okay, okay, yeah, let's go. Okay, that's pretty much it, I guess. Okay, all right. Uh, remember, we're on Spotify episodes every week. If I freaking am on top of things, and yeah, uh. Check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash ZaraCon. Alright, bye-bye everyone!